Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. In our last episode, we kind of touched about the premature premature death of lego mindstorms where we learned that lego were um essentially killing mindstorms uh, off um and we were kind of stunned because that's a uh, you know to me at least that was a big pillar of the robotics um the, the robotics community um you know it's been around for ages it's been such a such an impactful um medium and platform for many people to get into coding and you know through through schools and stuff so um we're not exactly sure how to process this so we've brought on some um some 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 uh some some external help to help us make sense of this um and today we are very very happy to have joe um joe meno on board. um mino sorry joe mino um uh joe is um is the editor of brick journal magazine and he's um you know what i'm 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 doing a terrible job you introduce yourself um and tell us uh and our listeners a bit more about who you are well my name's joe mino i refuse to be called a small fish so um (laughs) but uh i'm editor to brick journal magazine which was the um uh, which is, I think, is well, it is the first uh, Lego fan magazine that came out, and that was about 15 years ago. I still run it, and it's run in the U.S. Uh, I live just outside of Washington D.C., and I've also worked with uh, Mindstorms, and I'm a member of the Mindstorms uh, Robot Makers uh, Group, uh, which is basically the uh, Lego Lego Users Group for um, Robotics, uh, and so. Uh, I've also been involved with First Lego League uh, on a local level. I helped start a uh, program up over with a school that's still running. That was about eight years ago. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If it uh, I know a little bit here and there about Lego, but I spent a lot of time with Mindstorms. Hmm. Awesome. So you you definitely sound like you know what you're talking about. So Not all the time. Let's 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 rewind back. Um, was it last week? A couple of days ago. It, it, it was time is. It was the middle of last yeah. week, and we we got the got the word that the robot inventor system, which is the current Mindstorm set five one five one five, the current Mindstorm's consumer set, um, is being retired at the end of the year which then also means that the app that it's dependent on will be retired in two years' time, which is something that's required under European law to maintain that level of support for an app after the discontinuation of the associated product. Um, Although they did say that they're keeping hold of the trademark, keeping the trademark registered. Now, this has mostly been a big surprise to the community because previously um, the other Mindstorms iterations have generally had fairly long lives. Um, the RCX mm-hmm. module was, um, so the Inventor System 1 and 2 were around through till about 2006. NXT was around from 2008 to 2012. 
and the EV3 system's been around since 2013 and was retired in 2000 at the end of 2019, early 2020, with the Spike Prime system being introduced in the educational market that year, and then this new RIS um, set introduced later that year, and that's yet to hear that it's going after two years is a little bit of a surprise but is it a bad thing um yeah so joe last week when you heard the news what was your first like reaction like (laughs) yeah tell us about yeah they killed kenny (laughs) the five stages of grief five stages this was one of those things where it's like no um I saw the news and I read it. I had to read it a couple of times to make sure I understood what was going on. But um, the first part was like, they freaking killed it. Quickly followed by, no, they didn't kill it. They killed part of it. And actually, there's a lot of, um, I've had to make a lot of damage control on my, on my, um, on the channels that I taught because everybody's going, Mindstorm's dead. It's like, well, no, it's not dead. Spike's still around. Mindstorm by name is dead, but robotics is still there however everybody's under the impression that since mindstorms is dead everything else is you know just gone forget it call it a day um but uh i saw that and the first thing that crossed my head well well, that's great now what happens to the app and Hmm. um the two years thing is like well that's good for them but um the geek in me went went off at that point because the inventor said this was uh the consumer set actually takes advantage of Bluetooth and does uh, remote control and stuff. Mm. Now, first Lego league bans that, you know, the, the idea of Bluetooth is only for downloading programs before and after nothing in between, nothing goes on during, during a first Lego league, uh, a robot game. So just, just, can I just, um, hold, oh. just hold there? Perhaps, Joe, could we take a step back and could okay. you just explain to our listeners who may not be familiar with First Lego League exactly what's involved with that? What, what is oh, First Lego? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try and cut it down to, to a manageable time. Uh, First Lego League is a robotics competition. And what's really cool about it is that it takes advantage of Lego Spike Prime Um and also previous Mindstorm systems uh, that are still eligible to, to be used, which includes all of them at this point. But um, part uh, First Lego League is composed of the game, the robotic game, which actually uses a robot, mm-hmm. um, the project, and uh, there are three phases, and, and gracious professionalism. And uh, the game is the one that takes, takes advantage of the robotic system. And it's mm-hmm. a two-and-a-half-minute competition uh, where there's a game field and there are a number of tasks that need to be done. Kids have to program their robots to do as many of these tasks in the two-and-a-half minutes. And there's usually about wow. 15, somewhere around 15, 20 uh, challenges. They can't do them all. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. They cannot do it do it all. So you have to figure out which ones you want to go for. They have different point values, and you program your uh, robot accordingly. Uh, the other two phases don't have too much to do with robotics. They're soft uh, skills, interview skills, things, the presentation skills, things like that. Those mm-hmm. actually to me are a little more important, 
uh, mainly mm-hmm. because those are the skills that will help them make it through the, the interview. Yep. Whereas the robotics teaches them how to analyze, solve problems, you know, programming, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. How many kids so, are typically working on a team? Yeah. And how old, yeah, and how old's the, um, I guess, the age? Uh, you're looking kind of- at uh, middle school, uh, mm-hmm. around second grade to uh, second grade to high school. There's actually a different, um, the ages are extended for two years outside the U.S. Um, so it's like high school for everybody else. But uh, uh, over here, it's all the way up through, I think, um, sixth grade. I'm not sure. Uh, it's been a while. I don't pay attention to those rules. <laughs> but um, it's really great in teaching all those soft skills, teamwork, um, uh, perseverance, um, and programming and building and solving problems. Because a lot of these things are opposed in the challenge are get this piece of equipment from point A to point B. Oh, yeah, you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, the robot has to do all the work. And um, so... The workhorse of first Lego League has always been the Legos, Lego Mindstorm set. Mm. And has that been limited to just using the Mindstorm set or are kids free to add whatever Lego elements to the robot that they've got? You start off with the, Lego, with the Mindstorm set, but you can use whatever Lego you have laying around. Yep. Okay, um, so. Well, there's you know, no power functions, nothing like that. You have to have the core... Mindstorm yep. robotics set. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. All right. So you were saying, I beg your pardon for interrupting before. Um, so, yeah, I forgot the original point. <laughs> um, so Spike Prime has been functioning as as the workhorse for mm-hmm. First Lego League over the last couple of years, and um, mind having been Mindstorms with its previous iterations up up until then. Um, and now we've seen sort of the consumer version of Spike Prime, which is different soft. So what are the big differences between Spike Prime and and Mindstorms? When Spike Prime was adopted, uh, was uh, put into first Lego League, there was a big shock, shock that happened between uh, um, uh, with the new systems because the old EV3 system used a different language. Yep. And that language was EB3G, which makes sense, EB3 graphic. Um, mm. And uh, this particular language is um, actually had been used with Mindstorms for ever since NXT. And yep. for me, it was actually something I was like, oh, man, learning, learning curve. But once you get it, you get it. Mm-hmm. And so I was at that point where I, I got it. And I was very happy to work with it and its, its quirks. The new system is based on Scratch. Right which is great for the kids and terrible for almost everybody else who's, who's been brought up on the previous system because mm-hmm. it's a, it's basically, it's a word block kind of thing. Whereas it, the other one's a visual language. Yep. This one's a word block thing. The transition between the two can be really awful mm-hmm. just from experience. It's, it's been one of uh, my first um, experience with spike was not all that in, encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was trying to get it to do things, and it wouldn't. And that's because I didn't know. Simple as that. Um, that created some problems with the program that I was working with, with LEGO Education just going deep into it. Either you went into it or you didn't. That's all there is yeah. to it. Um, so 
when the new system came out, when the came out for retail, the first thing that was noticed was that the apps were different. Mm. And so the apps, Lego Education's app, the first time around wasn't all that great, but now they've got a fairly decent system for showing people and teaching people how to run that stupid little robot. Yeah. Um, when you first encounter it and try and get it run, you, you, you get to say things like that. Um, whereas the attitude on the, re- on the retail app is that, here, build this and do this program as we follow, and it will magically mm. work. Yep. Okay, that's fine. You do that. It didn't explain how things worked. It yes. just did it. And that's the same problem that happened with all the other uh, Einstorms beforehand. They spent a lot of time showing things but not explaining. Yep. And Lego Education's uh, software actually got it. They actually explained how these things happen. But um, the new app also had remote control. Mm. So you can link up uh, you can link up your uh, PS2 controller, whatever. Uh, it goes through the, your computer to it. Yep. So there's a little delay, but you now have control. Uh, the bad thing about that is that uh, that's the the exact wrong thing to have for first Lego League. Yeah, but when you were able to use the remote control for EV3 as well, weren't you? Yes, but it was never... Uh, let's see, was it ever tried with the remote? Uh, it might have been tried with a PS2 control, but uh, I remember I had to build a controller for it. Yeah. So it was, you know, two, two NXTs could talk to each other and and do the thing. Right. So um, you had those things going. And uh, and the thing that really killed me was that the two apps, the um, Lego Education app and the um, uh, retail app, they're different, fl- they're different dialects of the same language. Mm-hmm. And they're freakingly just different enough that if you save a program on retail... It won't open up on education, yeah. and education won't open up on on, uh, on retail. So, has anyone written a, a clever translator or anything like that, to your knowledge? Uh, no, no, not yet. And I, it was one of those things that once I found this out, <laughs> literally a couple months ago, I basically, um, um, it was one of those points where it's like, well, the window's right there. All you have to do is open it. <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah, well, I made a, um, all I did was make a little music box. Yep. And just using the uh, the uh, spike to make tune, tune. Yeah. And I made a, it does the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, yes. it, uses, it makes a little synthesizer. It's just like, it's perfect. Yes. So I ended up transcribing the whole thing. And putting it in one program, and it's like this long, long thing on the yep. screen because you can't size it down or anything. And I save it, and, I, and it runs. I'm perfectly happy with it. Mm. And it's on the spike. And then I put it on, uh, go over to retail, and it's like I can't cut and paste between the two. Mm-hmm. I Then I take a look closer and notice that the, that the uh, um, files are different. Then I get a little bit upset because what that really means is that I've got to completely retranscribe the whole thing again. Yep. Uh, on this 
because I can't even do a cut and cut and paste from one program to the other. Yeah, and it's not not something that you can do a sort of it. It's not sort of like a text editor environment where you can say if it was just written in Python or something like that. It's it's um it's its own thing. You can't. Yeah, it's its own, own, it's yeah. its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if, so, if it was Python or something, at least I could have cut, saved it and thrown it in a text program yeah. and then thrown it in the other way and have that happen. But no. Okay, I'm over it. That was my rants. So um, if I'm following you correctly, so Lego introduced Spike Prime, and I think that's the main um, platform that's being used for First League. Yeah. And um, something you said kind of uh, caught my attention, which was um, it was good for kids but bad for anyone that used Mindstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, so from your perspective as someone who participates in First League, um, it sounds like it's a much more um, intuitive platform for teaching kids about robotics and coding. Would that be fair? It'd be a, it'd be a pretty good statement. Um, the reason why I say there's a, uh, it was a, for adults who have had experience with programming, for adults especially who had experience programming with a previous system, it's a complete change. Mm-hmm. It's going from French to pictograms. And uh, if you start off with pictograms, hey, that's cool. If you start yeah. with French, it's, whoa, what is going on here? And, uh, you know, even now I have that problem with, you know, my French doesn't go well with the pictograms. Mm-hmm. Um but I understand enough to get things working the way I want to. Yeah. Um, so I will get better. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the pictogram state, but right now there's a lot of French still stuck. That kind of makes sense to me. So it, so it sounds like, um, you know, as, as, as with all technology, you know, platforms like Mindstorms was, you know, in many ways already shaping up to be quite a legacy mm-hmm. platform. And yeah, we had Robot Inventor, but... Um, it was essentially on it. it. It was essentially already kind of being made obsolete by Spike Prime, and that was the I guess the direction that Lego was heading into. Given that first Lego League is you know primarily uses Spike Prime, would that be a fair observation? I don't know. Well, the the interesting well the interesting thing that needs to be brought up is what was the advertising support behind a robot inventor system. I think they just launched it and just kind of left it there. Um, it was hard to get at retail for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, and it's still hard to get. <laughs> and I think that's, that may be one of the clues as to why you don't uh, why uh, Mindstorms got uh, put to the side. Um, yeah. The uh, and I think an interesting um, an interesting um, thing about the robot inventor kit is that it dropped the Mindstorms name from the product. Well, there is, it's kind of in the Mindstorms category, but... Um, oh, they gave it a subname. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's no longer a Mindstorm. It's a robot inventor set. But you have to remember way back when, at the beginning, it was called uh, the RIS-2, uh, you know, also. Not two, also. Yeah. Um, so you had the initial Mindstorm set, RCX, mm. and... Then you had the Mindstorms NXT. There's always been some kind of thing going after it. Um, the uh, one of the speculations that uh, that I uh, thought about was just that, given what's going on now with supply chain issues, um, Lego 
it could have been that Lego was stuck with a um, decision on we have ten thousand we had ten thousand chips to fill fill the robots. Mm. Do you want ten thousand spikes? Do you want ten thousand mindstorm systems? You can't have both. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it, and does, they it, went, it, it does sound like yeah. I I I think the supply chain makes sense, and I think even from a like an inventory perspective, mm-hmm. like it just makes sense to have one thing that they would support a hundred percent and say something we support, you know, and kind of split, you know, 70, 30 or 60, 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 70, and, uh, 30, you know, yeah, uh, this particular thing, the only impact it would have, is like, uh, let's see how many more teal pieces show up in, in the next uh, six months, because suddenly there's all, you know, all the teal that went into like, you know, this is a spike, but went to the shell, suddenly that's available. Uh-oh. So that's the new friends. There's an awful lot of teal in friends. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there we go. So there we have it. Mindstorms has been next to allow the um, the new range of friends to proceed. Thank you very much for coming in and joining us today, Joe. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. Oh, my god! on that bombshell. <laughs> Uh oh, we're getting into like we're getting into like Alex Jones, um, Joe Rogan territory here. Let's <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. When did you start to get involved with Mindstorms, Joe? Uh, that is a long and protracted and really funny story. Um, <laughs> uh, I got I got involved with it way back in about a year or so after I started Brick Journal. Um, okay, so NXT sort of. In, in NXT era rather than right. robotic invention, invention right. system. And um, yeah. there were a couple of things that were happening to me at the time. One of them was that I would be going um, to an event over in Florida every year. They had a festival of the masters over at Disney and I would always go there and display something. And what they would do as a thank you is that the big imagination center there would give us discounts and gift cards and silly me. I got, you know, I would stay there for the entire weekend, get the full discount, get the full card. And it's like, so what do we do with a 30% discount and uh, like $30 card? Find the most expensive item and go for it. So I ended up would getting have, like, you know. Big mindstorms then, yeah. Yeah. It's like I got used NXTs. And they started, you know, it's like I got one and I learned it's like, oh, you can do this. And then you can do a remote control and, and move the up. Oh, that means I need to go buy another one. Wait a year, get another one. <laughs> okay. And, um, but at the same time, uh, one, uh, uh, one year, about, about the same time, I get a phone call from Torment. Way back in those days, the communications between the community and um, the company were much more informal. So I got a phone call from Torment, and he said, uh, you, are, you, are you going to be uh, around? I said, oh, yeah. Well, you need to go to Atlanta on this weekend. And it's like a month down the road. And uh, it's like, okay. You know, after, you know, it's one of those things. It's like when Tormid, who was at that time, he was the community person, the top community guy. If he calls you, you follow what he says. Mm. So it's like, okay, Atlanta, I know somebody who lives here. Yada, da, da, da. I had everything set up. That was my first meeting over at First Lego League. And that's uh, when they had their international competition 
at Atlanta during those years. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up running up there and making it. And um, I went into the crowd waiting with everybody else, got almost instantly befriended by a first Lego League team from Hawaii. And then after that, found Tormid. Tormid dragged me off, literally dragged me off over to meet with the president of First Lego League and then told her, it's like, he needs a press pass. Well, she grabs me, drags me off to the press office and gives me a press pass. And it's like, so what can I do? And the guy just looked at me and said, you can do anything. If you want a picture from the top of the Georgia Dome, we can take you there. And I was like, Fantastic. really? Okay. So literally, I had to run up this event, and I um, and then Tormid introduced me to um, Christina Nazelle, who was who was working at the time with him, mm-hmm. and I probably met the entire senior staff of Lego because at that time everybody was there. So Kill wow. was there, Ian Vig was there, everybody was there. It was, it was a big party. Yep. And um, but after all of that, I was still hanging out with the Hawaiian team. And I was able to go on the floor and watch all the competitions up close. And after seeing what they did, it literally was one of those moments where it's like, you got to do something about this. I have to Mm. do something. And it was one of those life-changing moments. Fantastic. And the reason reason why is just that there was – there are all these people from all over the place all getting together – to compete, but not against each other, and have a great time. And when you see that, you can't help but be affected. Mm-hmm. And that started me on, I ended up doing a, going to first Lego League competitions in Atlanta for the next three years. Then I went uh, over to St. Louis. Um, I haven't been able to go for the past four or five years because of COVID and um, just bad scheduling. Um, but I hope to go next year. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it is one of those um, things that if you have a chance to go to any tournament of any level, go. Mm-hmm. It's so cool talking to kids that are much smarter than they appear, adults that are really proud of their kids, and then seeing the competitions because there are some there are some really cool things you can you can see happen. Mm. And um, you know, it's just uh, it's one of those um, uh, one of those things I'm. Uh, Brick Journal got me into, I'm very happy with. Yeah. And I suppose I can understand what, how that would have just been inspiring to see this competition bringing kids together with a common goal, working together, developing their personal skills, developing their building and their coding. I can see how how that would have been um, uh, so, so exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you then get involved with coaching a team or just observing the league? How did you get involved then? Well, then it was, yeah, that was, that brought up a very good question. I was like, so what do you do? And it's like, I ended up, I had a bunch of NXTs that I sort of kind of understood how to work at this point. You know, I learned how to make them do their own things. And I actually did little displays over at, um, at a local museum. But uh, what happened is that I went, I'm a very good friend of a school teacher, and I would go drop by her, her school every so often. And she, she was uh, busy trying, working on, uh, um, she was thinking about something, and I, I 
popped in and I was like, so what's up? And it's like, well, I need to get, I need to figure out something to get kids involved with, like something that would help them with problem solving and, uh, and leadership and yeah, stuff. And I can't think of anything. You know, what do you think? And I just looked at it and I was like, you're kidding, right? And it's like no, and I need to come with something that that, that we can get together and do. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, I got how about this thing called First Lego League? Well, what's that? And I give her the quick 10, 10 seconds spiel. And it's like, here, go online, take a look. And within a week, she's like, okay, let's do this, but we need to get money for the robots. And that's like, by this time, it's like I have fourteen of them. <laughs> a school collection. <laughs> All I needed was two. I got a little carried away. Uh, and um, it's like, I got 14 of them. It's like, well, we need the laptops. And it's like, well, that could be a problem. Because what happened is that their school is in North Carolina, Research Triangle Park. You'd think they'd have a advanced stuff. But the laptops they had were all the laptops that went to the laptop graveyard and were surprisingly saved. Yep. So this was in the mid, this was like 2006, 2007, and they're running mm -hmm. systems that are using Windows 98. So I just looked down, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work because mm -hmm. no software works there. And it's like, okay, here, take my laptop. Donate my laptop. So they had a system, they had robots, the program started up, and they started, uh, they started doing it. And within two years, they made it to nationals. Fantastic. Yep. And how many levels of contests? It's sort of the local contest, I presume. Is there sort of a, a district, state, nationals? There's, or? there's a regional, which then mm -hmm. goes to state. And then from state, it goes to um, the uh, invitationals. Mm -hmm. And the invitationals are all basically the same level. You know, World Festival, there's other. There's a Lego Land Invitational in California. The our teams ended up going to Legoland. Mm -hmm. uh, Legoland, also our teams ended up going over to uh, St. Louis. So, so, um, and a lot of it wasn't, you know, a lot, there was, uh, you can say, yeah, I started this. I can say that. But um, what got them in to all of these were all the people, all the volunteers that stepped up to help them out. Because, yeah, yeah I can teach you how to get a robot to work. I can teach you how, how to make a robot hold together. I sure as heck can't teach a gracious professionalism. Mm. They had people teaching that. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's still going and I'm still very happy with it. And I check in to see what's going on. Mm. Cool. So, um, I think that that's, I feel, I feel a bit more encouraged, um, <laughs> after hearing all of this from you, because I feel like there's, um, you know, like you said, the, the, the tournaments are really exciting. You know, the kids are really engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, with robotics um, and Lego, um, from your perspective, you know, you know, kind of like moving forward now, now that you know, Mindstorms is 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 dead and gone, but Spike Prime is still around. First Lego League is thriving. Um, what do you think is next for you know this space? Um, you know, we heard that um, you know it's 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 kind of congealing under the banner of Lego Education. Um, and, you know, given, you know, given what we've heard from Lego about how, you know, they're, you know, they're obviously still investing in digital. This is a space that they want to play in. Um, they've got a great 
you know, foothold and a lot of legacy through, you know, all the Microsoft stuff in the past and first Lego League. What do you think is next for this? And are you optimistic or pessimistic about the future? Uh, whose side do you want me to talk about? The retail side or the educational side? Uh, Once again, maybe two, both. Uh, yeah. Two different answers. So, yeah. <clears throat> Well, on the educational side, I think um, this actually, <laughs> I think uh, I think things just got much more clearer for them because um, now they have one system, one system to worry about, one system to work with. Um, all those kids who bought the retail sets, uh, well, that's just not going to happen anymore because mm. the retail sets no longer is there. Um, the... Uh, <clears throat> The bigger question for me on education is, are they going to... The first Lego League challenges basically have a relationship with the sets. You know, one feeds off the other. You know, the challenges are, are specifically designed to take advantage of the set. You know, that is, is just, that's just the way it works out. So if you have been through the... Um, program through the succeed, you know, succeeding years, you will notice that the priorities of the game have changed. You know, the tasks have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, right now, what appears to be happening is that things are simplifying. Uh, it used to be uh, one of the coolest challenges was to get your robot to push, push over to this little device that would crank out a color. And that color, you're supposed to pick up at the other side of the board. And some teams were able to come up with a way for it to go pick the color, sense the color, and then go chase after it on the other end of the board. Mm. And EV3 might be able to do it. I mean, uh, EV3 can do it. And NXT, uh, um, but a spike, not so sure. I don't think it has the horsepower to do that. Uh, But if you take a look, all challenges are push, pull, Push, pull, drag, that kind of thing. Very simple actions. Mm. Um, on the retail side, you know, the more I think about it, Richard, you might be onto something. They might, be, they might, they may come up with something uh, for the anniversary. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but the the main thing that has me a little concerned is that <laughs> they've done it so secretly, nobody knows about it. Oh come on! <laughs> Somebody needs to know, you know. It's it's interesting. So what we do know, I, I suppose, from the roadmap that was um, handed out for power function, not yeah, sorry for powered up. I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. At um, fan media days, is that there will be some platform? Um, there will be some powered up set released in twenty twenty three. We don't know what mm-hmm. it is. They weren't giving any clues about that. The other thing I wonder is, has the Powered Up app started to take its form along the lines of what the old Mindstorms visual block kind of app was? Maybe. Kind of, but different. But uh-huh. I get the feeling that it's it it's a similar paradigm with a drag and drop a block. Right. In, in, into a line, turn you know, and each block can say turn the wheel five times, detect how fast someone's turning it, mm-hmm. or the like. And I'm wondering 
And the app, though, has just needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of documentation to really make it Documentation? I'll for crying out loud. No, no, You're asking them. This, no, this, no, no, no. This, this has been a thing that they've, that they've been stuffing around. But the other thing is it runs on the same protocols as the, the same Bluetooth and electronics protocols underlie all of the Lego Group's current mm-hmm. electronic products. So that's the Powered Up City Hub, the Technic Smart Hub, Super Mario, the Duplo Train, mm-hmm. and the Spike Hub. But at this point, the Spike Hub has not been integrated with that app. So I wonder if they're then moving over to a returning to a graphical interface that will then work. Oh, and Boost also works. Mm-hmm. Using the same thing. Wild there's speculation. one real. There's one real issue that that is in that is staring at all of us uh, uh, concerning all of this. Well, actually, there's two. One's yep. a, one's actually pretty important. The other one is downright unimportant. But I just want to talk about it. Sure. Um, <laughs> That's what they're, uh, they're the type of things that we like here. <laughs> Yeah, well, the ones that yeah, this particular one is like so. Everything is under the same um, is working under the same framework, which and they're also Lego, which means that technically, first Lego League is allowed to use those. Mm. So the implication here seems to be well, that means that we can have some really wild stuff happening within the next couple of years if the kids uh, get into it, mm-hmm. um, because suddenly you'll be able to do things that. This year, the innovation was they have two different start spaces mm-hmm. across the table. Yeah. Well, that means that you can put something on point A and something on point B. Yeah. And you know, just you know, just go from there. Anyways, um, but the other thing is that we have everything, and I like is uh, I like your pun of congeal because it's like you know if things if things congeal together correctly, it's nice. But if it doesn't congeal correctly, you end up with Jello. So, I like Jello. Yeah, they've got all the parts to, to make something happen, mm. except for memory. So you need memory to put all these little files for commands because everything mm. now is set for on the fly. You know, you set this up, you do this, and it'll just go, and it's a remote control. Well, that's fine, yeah. Dan. That's telepresence. Although there have, we've also had the vaporware of a virtual machine, which can store programs. And Pybricks have demonstrated you can store programs within yep. within all of these hubs. That's right, and that's going to be probably the next you know, on the retail side, not through Lego, but on the retail side through third parties. We're going to see innovations happen. Mm. Um, but um, uh, on the uh, first on, on the education side, um, I would I don't think you know they're happy with what they have so far as I know. Mm. Um, it's just uh, me being the obnoxious retail uh, person who's played around with the other system. More memory or any memory would be helpful. Mm. Uh, and so, what if the the what if that funny little thing was uh, that we're talking about was just a display with memory? 
I mean, really, that could be real. So I'm wondering, thinking of, I mean, the old Mindstorms have had full LCD screens, not full LCD, but, but screens that have had real information as opposed to the spike hubs and yeah, the spike the hubs aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which you've got, which you've got, got a very, a very pretty digital screen. But yeah, I mean, think about it. If, just imagine if it was that, because then you can plug in all your stuff, and poof, you end up having this super advanced thing um, that would still run all the other stuff. In fact, that's yeah. something we should. Uh, that's something which actually uh, pose as a challenge to all the third partiers. I know a couple mm. of people that'll be chasing after this. Yeah, it could be very interesting. Well, I think so. I think the, from what you're saying, the the loss of the brand of Mindstorms has perhaps helped to introduce clarity um, <laughs> for presents for, for present for people who were going into first Lego League. Yeah. Um, there's then, I suppose, a little confusion on the consumer le- level for people who are using well. You've been able to do a lot of the automation that you might have done with Mindstorms, with Boost, with the various mm-hmm. powered-up systems. I'm not going to include Control Plus there. Control Plus has only ever functioned as a Technic set remote control app. Yeah, it's but never, all those... It's never yeah, been designed to be anything else. Yeah, uh, Boost, all the programming is in the computer. Yes. And uh, oh, I, there was a... I went to Toy Fair a few years ago when they introduced Boost, and they were talking about how cool it was for all the all the um, computer horsepower would be stuck with the consumer and not with them. Hmm. And when you think it's like that's a brilliant idea, until you realize as a consumer, it's like, well, that means that uh, and Lego is not very good. This is one of their um, tech problems. They're not very good at understanding that people don't necessarily have the most advanced systems at any given time. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I have uh, (laughs) iPhone 11, Uh, (laughs) you know, but and when you introduce a set that needs an app, there needs to be some appreciation toward that or else you end up with me going, why in heck's name am I trying to do this program on this itty bitty thing? Because it's the most advanced piece of hardware I got, Mm. you know, Um, so there are gives and takes on that. You know, mm. Basically, when you make a toy that can receive the most of all these great, you know, and has flexibility to receive commands, you still need a device to handle the, you know, to be able to make the commands. Yeah. They have, say, I've, I've, we've, we've seen, we've, we've seen hubs, you know, by installing systems like Pybricks, um, which allows you to basically run a Python interpreter uh-huh. Directly from your hub, we've we've seen these existing with this existing stuff. The powered up team, such that it is, have been promising for several years that they will be releasing yep. a virtual machine sometime. So plainly, these machines. But they've also said we've keep having problems, and you do get the feeling that perhaps they haven't had a strong development team. So perhaps this mobilising of the Mindstorm's development team away from Robot Inventor, which is what they've been working on recently, mm-hmm. you know, even as recent as August, have introduced machine learning to be happening with within Mindstorms. See, um, and that was one of those ideas where it's like, 
what? <laughs> I, I've just I've got to now go and find out what this actually means. But that's a story for another. Yeah, another I, no, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, the last anyone who's watched watched the Terminator knows you don't want machines to be learning too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Skynet. Um, <laughs> But perhaps if we have the expertise, and it sounds like the Mindstorms team have been very active in continuing with development of the app up until very recently, if this team are now moved over to Powered Up, it may then mean that we'll be able to patch a lot of the gaps and see a lot of realisation of the potential within that platform. Mm -hmm. So that that has been, been stagnating the roadmap that we were presented with this year was identical to the roadmap that we were presented with last year and was still presenting a lot of the things that we hope to be able to do with this system back in 2019 so oh wow so perhaps we'll see we'll see mindstorms be, not we'll see powered up become the product that it could be mm-hmm. which i think is great and perhaps even provide that opportunity for those that can't do for various reasons or don't want to do um, scratch programming or Python programming, give them another alternative in the mm-hmm. colored box lining up type of program. Yeah. So perhaps it could be quite positive for Lego's digital strategy overall, just with that consolidation, because they have been trying to put all of their consumer stuff to shoehorn it into the powered up app we've seen star wars boosters being sunsetted this year yeah the boost toolkit is being sunsetted for 2024 um so which means that it will also be getting retired at the end of this year um but hopefully we might see uh, sorry and all of these things are getting incorporated within within powered up the powered-up mm-hmm. remote can control out of the box, can control a boost hub. Um, well, not, not elegantly, but it can do it. Yeah, what's what's good uh, about all of this is that they're migrating from a um, a a as you put it, a, a shoehorn um, device that has everything in one place, i.e., the boost. Mm. You know, in an outrageously goofy-shaped item to the, the hubs, which make a lot more sense, and, and their um, you know, corresponding motor systems. So that's actually a good thing going in. You know, you know, changing to that is actually a good thing, in my opinion, because at least we can build uh, yeah. with, with all these things. Building an X-Wing out of the boost is not a very good uh, uh, challenge, I can, I can pretty much say without too much hesitate, hesitation. I, I think it could be a hilarious challenge. Um, I, I, I made a I made an Exo Knights Castle walk with my, <laughs> with, with my with my boost years ago. That was that was um, that 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 brought me great joy. Um, so perhaps we'll see that that coming together. So overall, perhaps this isn't such a bad thing. It's sad to see Mindstorms removed as a name for the time being, but it's telling that they're keeping the trademark. Something's it is. up. It is. They've. Um, it, it means you know they, whether it's a twentieth twenty fifth anniversary thing, whether it's a fiftieth anniversary thing that they're just playing the long game for. Um, <laughs> no, twenty fifth anniversary uh, notebook pads. Yeah, 
Um, that would be terrific. Um, <laughs> Jay, you've you've gained a lot of insight into into the history and direction of <laughs> Mindstorms oh, I love today. It. Do you have any? Yeah, yeah and then, how, how do you like being like, having your you know, being force fed? You know, have all the stuff shoved down your throat. No, this is good. I think. Um, I think for me, I again, I was I was dreading the news, um, and I, you know, coming into today's conversation, I was like, oh, okay, it's all doom and gloom. But um, I feel like I'm slightly more encouraged. Um, I think you know, good good business, um, and what good companies do um, is knowing when to say no to stuff and knowing when to say, all right, we have to cut this, um, and knowing which ones to say no to or which ones to say yes to. So I think that, you know, hopefully we'll see a lot more focus and a lot more investment into this um, space now that they aren't too, you know, competing or two different mm-hmm. platforms to support. So hopefully we'll see, um, you know, we'll see Spike Prime get the love and attention that it deserves. And, you know, who knows where where, where it will go from here. Um, but yeah, kind of sad about the the mindstorms. But you know, like you said, the the trademark's still there. They can pull it out for you know if and when um, they choose to. I think they just need to figure out what it is and mm-hmm. what it's going to be used best for. Um, but yeah, I think it's I'm, I'm I'm a bit more I'm a bit more at ease right now. Well, they didn't really they all they did after all said and done was that they withdrew a name. That's all that really yeah. happened, um, and um, and Citizen was retiring. Yeah, you know, and and it's even a temporary because they got it's going to come back whether whether mm-hmm. we know it or not. It's going it's going to come back. Or we'll say we just we dropped the name. It's gone. Forget it. Goodbye. We gave the trademark to back to Mister Pepper. He's happy. Um, nice. No, he's not. He's not around anymore. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways. What's interesting here is just that the underlying question here is that Lego apparently doesn't know. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Putting it in education, putting the robotic system into education was quote unquote a serious way of, of utilizing the uh, the entire set and system. Mm. So, what was the retail version of it? Was it not necessarily as serious? Because then it's it's, it's, it's a high-end toy. That's what it's being presented as. Mm-hmm. And is that what what uh, undid it? You know, ultimately, is that was one of the things that that pulled it off the market? Because here here we are. We're taking the very same brick here, except it's a different color. One's mm-hmm. a toy, and one's a robot. One competes, and one and one you play with. Oop, I turned it on. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, excited being moved around like that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, the tilt sensor went off. Sorry, um, but uh, that may have played a factor in it. You know, uh, all the all resources were already to education, so the resources put off toward retail. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to reinvent a different version of the wheel. Hmm. You know, one we already know how to make the wheel is right here. The other one, we got we got to make it fun and entertaining, and mm. it's like that didn't quite work out apparently. Mm. It will be interesting to see the direction that they take developing going forward, and 
I appreciate the insights that you've been able to give us into sort of some of the history behind how Mindstorms was incorporated in education and then moving sort of through to Spike Prime being sort of the updated paradigm for first Lego League. Um, that, I think that's, that's actually improved my insight into the process for things. And Lego have often been challenged by consumer electronics in the last few years. So I'm hoping that this redeployment of the team might help with where they're, go- with where they're going. Jay, did uh, you I, have- hope, I hope so too. Now, the other thing that, um, the other point here is that Lego Mindstorms is probably the best um, example and probably the thing that started the whole idea of a serious play mm-hmm. in one way or another because what it does and what Lego education has gotten very good at is making the playful um, exploration. Mm. No, that's certainly right. And I'm now reminded of another thing which has failed to have me cut things off, which would be that the Mindstorms.com community was probably the Lego Group's first foray into user-generated content. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing to do with that. I, that was before my time. <laughs> but that was, that was like um, Lego's original foray into consumer-generated content and online community building. Yeah, you know, when you think about Mindstorms, contributed a lot to the community that we're not even aware of. Yeah. Oh, 100% agree. And I think that's what, I think that's what, um, that's why it's kind of sad that the, you know, it's kind of going away for a while. Mm. Well, now uh, you just because, made me sad. <laughs> yeah, no, because I think, I think people recognize the impact <laughs> of you know, Mindstorms and how it's opened up so many doors and so many pathways for mm-hmm. this, you know, for Lego to play in areas where a traditional plastic building block toy would normally not be able to fit in, but they've managed to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like chips, you know, like computer chips. Computer chips is just, you know, the art of putting lightning into a rock. Yeah. Um, and I think with Mindstorms, it's the art of putting computing into ABS plastic, which, you know, yeah. they've managed to... Yeah, they've managed to do so. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad, but you know, hopefully, I think it, I think it might do you know the Mindstorms brand, the Mindstorms label, some good that you know it it should hopefully give the team some time to you know to go away to really think about what is Mindstorms, what's next for Mindstorms, how do we best deploy it, and you know maybe the time that they're you know. That, that, that they're taking right now will, you know, bear some fruit maybe, you know, in two years' time, three years' mm-hmm. time, five years' time, who knows? But, you know, it's, they recognize, I think they recognize it's so important to the community and so important for, you know, robotics, mm-hmm. for schools, for kids learning how to code and program that, you know, it, it would be like, as, as a marketer, I think it'd be a waste to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. just shelf my songs for good and, you know, Again, who knows what it will look like in its, in its next iteration. Mm. All right. Look, Joe, thank you so much for coming to join us today with Tales of Mindstorms, um, past and first Lego League. It was great to be here. Jay, any final thoughts there? Um, I, I think it's – I'm, I'm curious now about the future and, and, and what they do with this. Um, so it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a space that I will watch and, you know, hopefully 
we'll see some really good things from Spike and this space. Thank you. Joe, any final thoughts? Oh, as you pointed out, the uh, things look like they're, well, between both of you, it looks like we have a bunch of things that are trying to congeal, and it's just a matter of seeing if it becomes either something really cool or just jello. So I'm we waiting to see. Con- will we have convergence or, conge- or, or congealing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> time will tell. Oh, well, until next time, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And I'm Joe, real late. (laughs) (laughs) And these are the Extra Pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.